Hello, friends. Welcome to a tale not for the faint of heart. The year is 1890. The place, Boston. A dark and sinister force has seeped into our world, corrupting and conquering all it touches. Now, four adventurers have banded together. Can they keep the darkness from holding total dominion over all? Find out as our heroes face the Red Death. You hit him right in the back of the skull, the soft spot where the spine sort of connects up, and he just crumples down. Okay. And when the ring came off his finger, he nothing happened? Nope. Did he drop it since it was like kind of mid coming off his... Uh, yeah, I mean, if you waited until he... until it was off, certainly. Yeah, that'll be fine. Yep. And nothing, nothing at all there? Okay. Nope, just a regular yellow gold band. I'm going to quickly like look out the, the door of the room and see if is everybody out? Everybody's gone? Oh, out the, out the window? In the front? Oh, no, no, no. Uh, well, wherever I can... I'm going to try to see where everybody is, and then I'm going to try to get out of here. Okay. Um, so you're more towards the front of the house. Um, the doors out are either the dumbwaiter or there's a door on the landing. Uh, I'll go to the door on the landing. Okay. Um, so you listen at the door. You don't hear any movement. Um, as you listen a little more carefully, you hear a little bit of movement uh, from a room down the corridor, sort of back towards the front of the house, but it's the sort of sound of like springs and a bed creaking, um, which you assume uh, to be the butler. All right. Well, I'm skeptical of the butler, but I think I'm going to try to sneak my way out of here and rejoin with the group. Okay. So I'm going to go out the, the broken back door. And, okay. Uh, meet up around around the alley where we split up originally. Okay. At least I'm hoping that's where they went. Yeah, I would I would assume, right? Okay. Yeah, I think we'd go back to where we split off. You walk up, James has got his shirt up, and he's like, it's really, I mean, it's really a fine stitching job, really. I mean, I don't think that'll scar at all. Do you sneak up on us to stand, like, you know, <laughs> give, it, give us a fright? Just steps out of a shadow. No, I, I'm. Uh, I'm. I'll be just walking down the the dark the dark alley with the the lit cigarette, and uh, my pistols are away. And I, uh, I say, so the doctor fixed you up. Yeah, quite nice. I was just showing them. Uh, I don't think that's going to scar at all. That was a that was a, a nice job of screaming you did when he was stitching you. Well, I I thought maybe you'd need some cover. Well, I appreciate it. What'd you all find? I mean, I, I I was on the ground. I didn't really, I didn't really do much investigating. Ignacia, he's evil, plain and simple. I went to scan the house to see if I can find anything else, but it was just all coming from him. Him, not the butler. No, just him, unless. Did I ever ask about the butler? Was it coming from the butler at all? You did. The butler's fine. Okay. No, it's just just him. I feel better about not interrogating the butler then. Agnes? I'm starting to suspect that if, if let's say, Ignacia really 
does have you know an inkling of these things i'm sure she's been around many people and can tell um from subtle cues they give that if someone's nature is is off at all <laughs> perhaps he could be evil let's say but that doesn't also necessarily mean that he isn't also being framed uh perhaps he's evil so someone is trying to uh get revenge for something he's done and is trying to frame him for this in that way. I, I don't know. There's so many strange factors here. I also want to say that um, since Sawyer, you haven't been seen or you haven't been seen with us, rather. Uh, should we need to, let's say, um, give a description of the, the, um, the people who assaulted our friend here? supposedly perhaps we should describe you so that we can uh use that to our advantage if, if it ever comes to that well i in all fairness i did elbow him pretty hard in the stomach so <laughs> there there it's true then uh i i have to say though um i had a little talk with the doctor upstairs in his room and uh i'm pretty sure he's a, he's an intelligent guy that he's a uh, He's probably going to think that downstairs you were all a distraction for me that's, getting up there. That's an even better reason why we should describe you as the attacker, because then we can say that maybe you were following us and you snuck in upstairs. But oh, I, you actually spoke to him. You you had a you had a. How did that go? You had a sit down conversation. You. I can guarantee you that he thinks that he is has nothing to do with this. So not that he has nothing to do with it but that he i mean was so it's possible that the same thing that was in terry was is in him uh i mean what do you I mean, that's, do you that's mean? a question for ignacia i'd imagine i mean they both um The evil energy they both gave off was the same, and then whenever the energy was released from Terry, it looked like the doctor, so I, I'm not quite sure. I mean, you know, obvious science shows him as possibly being the person behind this, but if you think he doesn't, he hasn't been doing this, I, then maybe there is something else that's out there, like, like Agnes suggested. But what? Hmm. So Sawyer's tapping his ring against one of the pistol, the handles on his on his uh, in his holster, and as he's tapping it, it occurs to him that, uh, huh, Ignacia, could yes. that type of evil be coming out of, off of an item someone's wearing? I mean, it, it definitely could be. It's I I don't I just I it was coming from him. It didn't come from a specific area on him. I was about to say, is that a character? I was about to say that he Sawyer pulls the ring out of his pocket, but I, did, I think I left it there, right? Uh, you didn't take it. You didn't say you took it with you, no. Right, right, right. right. So I could, I, I say that, uh, you know, he, he, he might be out for a little bit longer. Uh, you know, full disclosure, I, I, I knocked him out. I, I hit him pretty hard, but I was, I was kind about it. But uh, he was pretty, uh, 
he didn't, even though he was scared, most people when they're that scared will do anything I say. Uh, he did not want to take off a ring. Now, I, I understand the sentimental value of rings in, in that sense, but uh, he, he was he was pretty scared. Still didn't do it willingly or easily. If I got that ring, would you be able to see if maybe that's the cause of it, the evil, or, or if it's him? Or am I, I mean, am, are we looking down the wrong... Uh, I mean, I could try. I am getting quite exhausted, though, from detecting things all night and looking further than my, with my eyes. Um, I, think, I think I might be able to tonight, if not tomorrow. So you say you knocked him out? Don't judge me. Oh, well, no, no judgment. <laughs> no judgment. What I mean is, I mean, if you're able to easily knock him out, it's, it's maybe it's just, I don't know. I don't know anything, but it seems like he wouldn't be that evil if you could just, if he would just allow you to knock him out. I mean, the, what we saw in Terry was, was something else. It seems like if, if that, if he was the instigator of this evil, that he would have been able to deal with you easily. Well, what do y'all think? Should we use this opportunity to break back into the house? I left the door, well, basically open, and uh, there's no police officers back there. Do we want to go back in and just sort of take our time? Are the police officers gone, or are they still there? How far away from the house are you? Um, we were like a couple couple houses away in, in an alley or something like that. Yeah. Okay, so you're still in earshot, but not able to see it. Yeah. Okay. Um, as you're discussing this, you hear the sound of uh, of the the butler yelling from out uh, from the front door to the two police officers, telling them to come in immediately. I think that may be our cue to go. Yep. I don't think we'll be getting back in there. All right. All right. We won't come. Sawyer was just sort of in his head calculating what that fight would look like. <laughs> All right, so we take. I imagine we just take off walking. Um, where do we want to head? Do we want to? I mean, we're going to need it, sleep. I reckon it is about three thirty in the morning. We're at the doctor's house. Uh, yeah, you're near the doctor's house. Well, I think perhaps we could all use some rest. Um, given I think we should also have a plan for what to do tomorrow, and I think we should probably get started as early as we possibly can, uh, considering that it seems that we may have some police officers coming to our doors around. I have a room we can stay at. They won't, they won't be looking for. I almost think it would be more suspicious oh, right. if, if, at least if Ignacia and I aren't found where we usually can be found. And you're going to give them my description? Only if you think that that might be a solid idea. Can we say that we've been we've been walking briskly away from the situation while talking about this? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you guys would be crazy not to do that. <laughs> okay. so, so, so we're all we're all walking really fast uh, in in the opposite direction, talking about where we're going to go and where we're going to split up. And as soon as you say that you might be using my likeness as a in some you know you know implicating kind of way, I. Uh, Sawyer stops and stands still, and right behind him on the wall is a wanted poster. <laughs> <laughs> Does it say Sawyer or Finn on it? It says Red Finn. 
she just points at it. She's like, what did you do now? <laughs> Define now, Ignacia. I feel snail. Okay. Um, nothing, nothing lately, except for what just transpired in the good doctor's office. Oh, I thought you gave up that life. I guess not. Well. And she just rips down the poster. <laughs> <laughs> and Jane, James Washaw. So, so you're this red, you're this red fin character. These I posts? was. You you were okay. Uh, oh, um, well, I'm not going to concern myself too much with that at the moment. I guess, seeing as the police are probably going to be on us if we take too long to discuss that matter. So are we going our separate ways and then meeting up at a specific time and place to continue this heroic endeavor? I think that might be wise. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to head back to, to my apartment and catch a few hours of sleep before we get started again. Where did we want to meet up? Well, what do we want our next plan to be? Do we want to check out the, the Ring of Thieves? think that might be uh, a good first priority. Is there a, a bar or tavern outside the Ring of Thieves we can go to? Well, I think, I believe the the bar from last night is near the Ring of Thieves, near that, near the 62 Parkman Street. At least, you know, close enough for walking. That's fine by me. Yep. Of course, there could still be police officers there uh, investigating tomorrow. Oh, that is true. Isn't there a park across the way that we could probably meet up at? Oh, yeah. The um, So the first murder happened sort of in the center of, I believe okay. that's Boston Commons, that okay. um, sort of speckled area in there uh, between where you currently are and the other side, uh, which is Chinatown, where the six is. Um, that's all park. Okay. Well, I say we could probably meet up there at Boston Commons. Uh, is is close enough? We could meet up there tomorrow morning. Um, I mean, I say we early start, probably seven o'clock in the morning. Uh, spoken like a true bricklayer. I'll see you there at ten. Yeah. So one one friendly piece of GM advice: if you don't get eight hours of downtime, um, and at least six hours of sleep. Uh, you will suffer first level exhaustion, which means uh, at first level disadvantage on all uh, skill checks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I want that full rest. Yeah. Everyone. Well, you heard God, folks. Let's all go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> hey, does that stitching earn me back my 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 HP? Uh, yeah. The the long rest you'll take overnight um, will. Earn you back that HP. Um, we can uh, once everybody goes down for the night. We can talk the mechanics of that exactly. But okay. But yeah. Well, I think James is just gonna well take the long walk home. Okay. Yeah, uh, we're actually not that far, I guess, from where I'm staying. I was right, gonna uh, I was gonna stay with Sawyer until I saw the uh, wanted poster. <laughs> <laughs> then I decided, you know, a few more a few more blocks or miles is not that bad. This is really awkward too because we're going in the same direction for a good part of that time, but we're on opposite sides of the street, just sort of glancing back at each other, like, what? Why didn't you want to walk with me? Why didn't you want to walk with me? 
I head back to Lijing's sh- uh, shop. Okay. Uh, uh, and I guess it, does Ignacia and uh, Agnes live in the same uh, house? Yes. Yeah. Um, okay. Doctor Han uh, has put you up since uh, you're sort of interning with him. Okay. Kind of just sneak in. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, uh, so Sawyer or Agnes and Ignacia, who wants to do their their arriving at home vignette first? We can go first. That's fine. Okay. Um, so as you uh, walk into the front, um, you see Dr. Han sitting there, uh, sort of half asleep, but uh, awake in a in a chair, and uh, reading or pretending to read. You can't quite tell. Uh, a book, and as the door opens without looking up, he just very flatly says, where the hell have you been? Hi, father. <laughs> um, so, I'm I'm gonna say this, like, under my breath to Ignacia, like, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be straight with him, because he's gonna be able to find out. Mm-hmm. Fine. Um, and I'm just gonna lay out basically everything that happened because he's he knows me well enough to know like when I'm lying I'm pretty sure um and so I take a seat just also in the in the sitting area mm-hmm. uh, and explain it just from top to bottom okay and warn him specifically also that I I that like he that um uh Dr. Witherspoon knows that I'm his daughter and may end up approaching either him or my brother Okay. Um, so, uh, as you finish the story, um, you know, he listens attentively. Um, and as you finish the story, he sort of gets up and, um, what's a, what's a sort of loving paternal gesture that he often does with you? Um, just like a simple shoulder squeeze. Okay. So he, um, he walks over and he, you know, puts his hand on your shoulder and gives it his sort of trademark squeeze. And he says, um, you and your mother's interests align a bit too well. I can't say that I favor your consorting with prostitutes and ruffians. Um, and he looks at Ignacy and he says, and I can't say that I'm thrilled that you used my office to examine a murderer, but you have your interests and you're home safely. In the future though, would it kill you to let your father know if you're going to be out late? Next time we are consorting with murderers, ruffians, and prostitutes, I will make sure that I, I, I send a note first. He smiles and he says, next time you consort with murderers, ruffians, or prostitutes, please let me know. Even if it's not all three. <laughs> all right, I think I can manage that. Good night, sweetie. And he, uh, he heads upstairs. You see, and I turned to Ignacia. It would have been so much worse if I had tried to lie to him and then the cops had shown up tomorrow. That's, 
<laughs> it's actually that super is, true. That is true. <laughs> uh, yeah, in my notes it says, he'll be significantly happier if she volunteers the information. <laughs> <laughs> It gave, it gave me very uh, Miyazaki father-daughter feels. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, and so I assume the two of you are heading up to, to bed to get your, your eight hours of uh, skill check rest. Yes. Yes. Great. Okay. Um, and neither one of you have taken any damage, correct? No. No. Okay. Um, great. So, uh, James, real quick, the way that, uh, how much damage have you taken? Just one. Oh, just, okay. Yeah. So um, when you, in uh, fifth edition, when you take a long rest, or when you take a short rest, which is up to an hour, uh, or sorry, at least an hour, you're able to roll as many of your hit dice as you want to regain that many hit points. So at third level, uh, you're on the D, you have D12 hit points, correct? Uh, I have D10, Mark. D10, okay, good. So I didn't uh, overpower you too much then. Um, so your hit dice are d10s, and so if you want to restore health, you would roll however many d10s you want. You can roll them one at a time. And if you're resting for an hour, you can restore that many hit points. When you take a long rest, which is six, at least six hours of sleep and at least eight hours of downtime, um, certainly possible to be together, um, you get half of your hit dice, I think, rounded up back um, and so you would use one hit dice to restore that one hit point, and then you would be able to get uh, that one hit die you used back to, to restore your health. So you're back to full, and you have full hit dice. <clears throat> okay. I think just James would get home, undress, wash yeah. up a little bit, sit down on his bed, pull out a letter, read over it, mm -hmm. fold it back up, put it back in an envelope, take a deep sigh, and lay down and go to sleep. Okay, great. All right, uh, so uh, Finn, you are heading uh, back to uh, Li Jing's house. Uh, and as you're tiptoeing up the stairs, um, uh, your room is on the right side and uh, Li Jing's room is on the, the left side. Um, and you hear the, the door creak open and Li Jing pokes her head out with a lantern um, and says, oh, Finn. Welcome back. You are indeed quite quiet. I was worried I was being robbed. Have some tea. Is she speaking in Mandarin or? Uh, yes, because she knows okay. you speak it. Uh, I'll I'll say I'll, I'll say uh, yes, and I'm I'm very sorry for the disturbance and and to alarm you at all. Uh, but but tea would be a very a very uh, uh, appropriate thing right now. She nods and sort of uh, opens the door to let you in. Um, and uh, he, he, would, he would also know that, that it probably would have been a bigger insult to say no and just shuffle along. He doesn't actually want tea or conversation, but <laughs> he's, he's doing that mostly for her. But he's going to get both. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, um, so as she sort of opens the door wider for you, you see that she's holding um, a quarterstaff in her other hand. Um, and when she sees you eyeing it, she says, she looks at it and goes, oh, yeah, like I said, I thought you were a robber. Um, <laughs> so as she invites you into to her uh, small apartment, which you've never been in before, you see that it's a mirror image of yours, uh, except hers is sort of immaculately kept, uh, sparse, cramped, 
um, and unlike yours, bookshelves line every part of the room. Uh, Cleo, I can prepare a full list of all the books that are on the shelf. Uh, not right now, but at some point. Um, and uh, so she putters into the kitchen. She sets the quarterstaff in what seems to be a place for it on the wall and says, um, well, Finn, tell me about your night. So this is the first time that, uh, that Sawyer has taken his hat off since, uh, I guess, since the opening scene. Um, well, before that, he was wearing it. In the opening. So he has his hat off in his hands, and he's he's being very polite. And he, uh, you know, kind of kneels down, goes to goes to talk, and he says, uh, "Apologies, I, you know, I, I know that I smell I smell a smoke, and, uh, I, you know, uh, I know I know you don't like that." She says, "I, I smell herbs all day. My nostrils are fairly well burned out anyway. Don't." Don't worry about the smell. Although, if you're going to see anyone polite tomorrow, you might want to bathe yourself. Duly noted. Um, yeah, he, uh, <clears throat> he starts to, at first he has his normal cagey self, uh, but then as he's, as he's kind of futzing with the ring on his finger and then remembering the vision he had, uh, while in in the uh, the doctor's master bedroom, mm -hmm. um, he kind of sinks down a little bit and he tells her everything. Okay. So I'll just she knows everything. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I well, can go through it, but we'd have to just. It can can you re, can you play play us back? Yeah. Uh, take the <laughs> take the two hours to retell everything. Um, thrilling podcasting here. Uh, so uh, so she. Uh, she's been sipping her tea as she goes, um, and she nods. Uh, and you tell her about the vision. Yes. Yeah. Well, um, uh, does, does how close was she with? Um, oh, I'm getting names mixed up. How close was she with? Uh, uh, what was Sue's? Was it Sue's brother or just a, a cousin or something? I'm trying to figure this out. Uh, no relation that you know. Acquaintance. Somebody they knew. What? Yeah. What is his? Um, uh, uh, was it Jan? No. Yes, Jan Wo. Not Jan Wo. Um, what is her relation with Jan Wo, and would she know anything about my past? Uh, have you asked her about Jan Wo? Uh, probably when I first got there, I would have just sort of kindly okay. inquired. Yeah, she indicated that uh, their acquaintances, um, initially you were sent out there to pick up uh, a recipe from her mm -hmm. um, that she's still not quite finished with yet. Um, right. So you know that they uh, are acquainted, that they work together, but beyond that, uh, you know, you don't know, you don't know much. Okay. Well, I'll uh, just say that I don't, I don't know quite why I feel comfortable telling her this stuff, but I do. Hmm. And so uh, I tell her about, yeah, all of that. Okay. She says, um, well, that is indeed a powerful vision. The hand that drew him back, did it? What did it look like? It didn't look like anything, but it was definitely death. Hmm. Not your hand? He looks down at his hands <laughs> and he says, my, my hands have caused a lot of death, but they are not death itself. Hmm. Whatever, whatever pulled him back was not of this world. 
Well, that is indeed a troubling vision. I'll think about it. Uh, and if I have any other thoughts about it, I'll, uh, I'll let you know. But especially with coming off of opium the way you are, you're, it's a powerful drug. You're quite bound to have some slips back into unpleasant visions with it. Could we say that she said that like after he stood up and bowed politely and was heading towards the door? Yes, absolutely. Okay, so so she we he bows, has his hat in his hand and uh, steps out of her room. And as she says that last thing with the opi opiates and all this stuff, and he, he tries to kind of sum it up a little bit of that wit and charm that gets him through with most other people that aren't as clever as her and know him as much. And he says, uh, he says, well, I look forward to those, ma'am. And he puts the hat on, and taps it, and. Kind of, kind of turns and and go. Oh, and then he stops real quick and he he says, one one small request, uh, mm. and not right now, but perhaps in the morning. Um, would you happen to have any type of herbs or or or, or something in this place that could make a person still still a person's heart almost to seeming like they were dead? Think about it. Don't know. Don't answer now. Have a nice night. Thank you for the tea. I'll see you in the morning. And he's like, he closes the door sure. as if it was a normal request. Sure. <laughs> and, he, and he goes to bed. Okay. After Great. breathing. Great. Um, so let's just jump then uh, right back to there. Uh, so in the morning, um, you sort of get yourself ready, um, clean yourself up as best as you can in your sink, then head down. And there's a small package of herbs for you on the counter that, uh, you know, it's sort of aligned so that you would see it right as you're walking out through through the shop. Um, she's, you know, sort of poring over a few books um, and muttering to herself uh, frustratedly. Um, and as you pick up the, the package, she says, oh, and uh, Finn, a favor for a favor? Of course. She says uh, that den of thieves on Parkman Street that uh, Madame Marie told you about, it's not a den of thieves. It's a cult. Uh, go there tomorrow night at sundown and kill them all. He uh, he he almost effortlessly uh, and and very very like uh, uh, stylishly or fl with some flourish draws both pistols, spins them, and places them on the table in front of her, and says, "A cult? Will these do?" <laughs> ah, yes. Um, yeah, so it doesn't translate quite as well into Mandarin, but, uh, she, she sees what you did there and she appreciates it. Um, she sort of scratches her brow to, to acknowledge your quality punning, as do I. Uh, so give yourself, uh, inspiration. Um, Yay. it also, in, it, it was a, a double, it was a serious question as in sure. do these things, do these things possess the power to kill what I'm about to go kill? It's uh, a D&D &D question as well. Sure. She says, there are a few things that those won't kill. Um, some things might take a bit longer with them, but most things when faced with two cults will, uh, will fall. And she says, the, the people there don't quite know what they're playing with, but if they're allowed to, it could be quite dangerous. All right. He, he 
considers asking if she herself is in any real danger with them, but but realizes just looking at her that this is a this is a woman who can handle herself, and he has a lot of respect for her in that moment and uh, holsters the pistols, bows again, takes the little package, his his new little care package of herbs, and uh, um, yeah, taps his hat and heads out. Okay. All right. Uh, so, who would like to who would like to go next? So, uh, what time had you planned on meeting up? Um, James is going to be there at seven. Uh, J- uh, James will be there promptly after his eight hours of sleep. <laughs> and, and James has nothing else interesting going on in his life, so I'll just say James is waiting at the park for when everybody else arrives. <laughs> There's no people for James to talk to. There's you know, no, uh, you know. No, no opportunity for puns to be made. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the slight, the slight bit of uh, of jealousy of my char- my, my own character not having children, <laughs> being able to sleep in till ten or nine. <laughs> this is creepy. <laughs> so, so James is currently enjoying cigarettes at the park. All right, Ignacia Agnes. I feel like. I at least am going to sit down for a breakfast, like a full breakfast before heading out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> his only Sounds problem. like a good plan. <laughs> okay. Um, so, uh, so you have a, a full breakfast with your family. Your brother goads you a bit about uh, being out late last night and um, asking about uh, what he keeps calling your degree, sort of uh, goading you about how much celebrating you did for the kind of degree you just got. Well, William, <laughs> I, I was also pursuing some of my uh, other interests, not that you would know what having a hobby is like, uh, considering that your entire personality is defined by this, this one thing that you do. That's a little bit unfortunate for you. He says it's hard to have as much time for hobbies uh, when you're dating, sister. Mm, yes, well, since you're, uh, your fiancé is such a prize, I can see why you're so proud of this. So, uh, quick question. How how does Agnes feel about his fiancé? She's, like, she's fine. Like, she's, it's just because she likes William so much. Like, she's <laughs> in, like if they could potentially be friends if it weren't for, like, William. Like, she doesn't feel strongly about her personality one way or the other, except for that. Right. This is somebody who likes William's company and that is abhorrent to her. <laughs> right. I also oh, wanted to probably say like their wedding is like is a planned thing and it's on in on like the near horizon. Yep. Okay, cool. Yeah, so um so he says uh he, and he sort of like keeps rubbing it in about um you know, wedding planning and how much work that is and uh you know, being a good fiance and making sure that uh they're in agreement on their decisions um, and just really rubbing it in that he has someone and, uh, and you have this sort of weird obsession with disproving the supernatural. Ignacio is just sitting there like every day. (laughs) This is good toast. (laughs) I take part of my father's newspaper and start reading it while William is like talking. (laughs) Um, Your mother sort of, uh, turns to your father and they start uh, speaking um, speaking to him about how she just like wonders what 
the two of them did with the two of you to make the two of you like this with each other. Um, <laughs> and she's not even willing to like involve either of you in this conversation. Um, and, you know, just sort of going on about how she just can't believe that you could be such nice children who are so terrible to each other. Um, and he sort of, without looking up from his paper goes, hmm, nice children, yep. <laughs> the nicest. <laughs> the nicest. Well, if since uh, the cops haven't shown up, <laughs> I think that it's time for us to uh, to, to head out for our, our, our day's activities, right, Ignacia? Oh, yes, definitely. Far more riveting than uh, planning menial wedding details. So I assume you don't say, since the cops haven't shown up yet. No, I might loud. whisper that to Ignacia. <laughs> and, and so uh, so off you go. All right, uh, so you all meet up in the park. James is having a cigarette. He had breakfast too. It was just some toast and eggs. Okay. Yeah, and so let's say that, uh, that Ignacia, uh, you and Agnes get there next. So uh, what are the two of you going to going to talk to James about while you're waiting for Sawyer to arrive. I swear, if your brother brings up the wedding one more time, he doesn't even plan with it. I don't think because it agrees to anything she does. And he then he <laughs> takes credit for all the work that's being done. Oh, it's so frustrating. <laughs> but I want to, while, while it's just the, uh, the three of us, how concerned Ignacius should we be about this um, red fin business? That that was a question on my mind as well. So I don't really know much about Sawyer's history, uh, but when I knew him, he was Sven. And he came to me nearly dead, dragged by um, some bandits uh, to my house for me to heal him. Basically, they woke me up at gunpoint and told me to heal them. Um, I healed him quite well, and by the morning he rode off, but I asked him then to get out of this business, and I guess he's still here. But he goes, I saw you, and he says he's changed, so we'll, we'll have to see. Hopefully we'll, uh, see in time to prevent anything unfortunate from happening. What's everybody talking about? Looks like, <laughs> looks like some grim business. Oh, just the weather. Her brother's wedding. So, yes, good business. Yeah, the event of the century, I'm sure. <laughs> I was just I was just enjoying a smoke this this morning or mid-afternoon or whenever we slept to. <laughs> it certainly like feels it certainly <laughs> feels like mid-afternoon to James. He he has built an entire wall by this point usually. <laughs> James, we're not about building walls. Let's work together on this one. I'm just saying that I'm usually up and at them at this point, earning my wage. I guess we'll be wanting to um, and take a look at this. This what is this? This this thieves business, ring of thieves. Then of thieves is that right? Ring of thieves. I, I, I believe don't they. I believe they said ring of thieves. The madam. Referred to them as a ring of thieves. We yes. wouldn't want to offend them by referring to them as the wrong type of group. <laughs> that is true. Ring. 
So, uh, speaking of the Ring of Thieves, I, I happen to have it on good authority that this group is not a, a group just of your average thieves, uh, cut purses and whatnot. Uh, I think they might actually be a cult of some sort, so something a little darker. Maybe we should take a little caution. How are, how are you all in a scrap? Um, well, you know I'm a healer more than a fighter. Oh, same here. Same here, I hear you. I think you all saw me try to throw that pitcher of water yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've been in my... I've been in some fights, just too many drinks at the bar, but, uh, I mean, typically if I'm if I'm going to punch a man, he's he's going to know he's been punched. So it's best we all be on our guard when we're going in there. But um, maybe uh, maybe Ignacio or Agnes, you can get a read on the on these people before we throw down. Well, I mean, do you know any more about about the cult, uh, or do you just know it's a cult? Let's just say that good people uh, good people don't deserve to have this type of cult around. And if we're going in there, then things might get a little hairy, and we might do some good in this town by getting rid of them. Hey, Doug. Yes? Would Ignacia know of cults, really, at all, like, through her arcana work or any religion work that she's been doing? Um, so how much... Uh, that's a good question. How much sort of research into that have you done while you were in Boston? Have, or have you been focused on sort of learning the sort of physician end of things? It's it's really been more physician end of things where she sort of like, I don't know, try to blend in, acclimate to city life. Okay. So any any occult stuff is sort of, I was, I was just wondering if you want me to do a roll or not to see if she's heard anything, knows anything, feels anything. Yeah, I would say, why don't you give me an arcana check just because okay. if if you heard something about this it may be um it, it may be something that would have piqued your interest but it would have to be i think like a like basically a natural 20 to for you to know about it okay um, well there's an 18 on the die of a three plus to my arcana and then i have in my expertise in it oh that that's real good that's real good um and uh agnes why don't you give me uh, a similar role for for religion or uh for arcana for arcana okay eleven okay so Agnes you know that uh, as he starts talking about cults you think of a few um, sort of clubs that uh, you know have said a thing or two about you know that would be dangerous if these sorts of things were true you know there are some clubs in town that may try to summon spirits or commune with the devil or, you know, whatever sort of nonsense people talk about. Um, but you don't know anything specific. Uh, you've certainly never been invited to one. Ignacia, you've heard a little bit about some cults that are dabbling in, in incredibly dangerous things and some cults that are interested in serving an entity that is the embodiment of evil itself. And you've only sort of heard rumblings about that uh, in times that you've been uh, with Agnes at these sort of like uh, 
you know, seances or mesmerism shows that she's there to sort of poke holes in and debunk. Uh, you've heard some of this whispered under your breath or under other people's breath about, you know, these sort of attempts to, to infuse evil, real evil into the world. Okay. So James, hearing all this cult talk just in his head is just equating it to like really religious people. Sure. He doesn't have like a beyond that. It wouldn't mean anything to him other than just like really like people devout in like certain religions. He wouldn't think much malicious about it. So are we ready to go? Well, when, when you say people would be better, I mean, what do you have in mind when we, when, with what we're going to find in here and what, what do you mean by, I mean, what are we going to do about it exactly? Well, uh, I'd say we give them an opportunity to relocate or uh, some form of incentive to relocate. He's using relocate very like broad yeah. broadly. Yeah. <laughs> they do like fear quotes and stuff too. <laughs> relocate from this existence. <laughs> Well, I gotta think about it because James is is a pacifist. I mean, he he'll protect himself. So I gotta think of how James would approach this if he feels like it's going to turn to violence. Ha having had lots of experience with first timers riding with a gang, I, I might see a little bit of your uh, hesitance or, or anticipation about something like this, and I'm gonna try to put you at ease by saying that. Uh, no, no, no! Bad people are gonna die. Uh, you know, no, no. Or sorry, no, no, no. Sorry, no good people are gonna die. We, we aren't, we aren't going in to try to take lives or make anybody, you know, like cause cause pain or harm or chaos. Uh, it, it, we're, we're we're just gonna go in there and try to try to solve what we need to solve. So, what I mean, what do you think we need to solve? I mean, it's just. Uh, I don't know what, what you mean by cult, I guess. Uh, I mean, it just seems like a group of religious people. Um, just so, so with cults themselves, it could be just a religious group. However, words that I've heard around the town is that these people are trying to worship a dark being. Not anything, something really evil. I'm just trying to bring you into the world and I mean of course this is just, you know, whispers in the dark of various places and whatnot, but that's what I've heard. So I don't know if those rumors I've heard are connected to this place or some other cult, but it's definitely something to keep an eye out about. I would like it if we could try to talk them out of believing this nonsense altogether. See? It's exactly what I was saying, James. We're going to give them some choices. We're going to go in there and get information we need and uh, see what they're all about, what this dark being is, and then maybe talk them out of it. I, I, you know, give them some options. Uh, well, you, 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 you want to protect people, right, James? You, I mean, you, you want to protect your friend in the alleyway, and you don't want to see, you know, uh, the, uh, the, you know the, the honest... The honest you know, people of this town uh, being treated badly by these thieves. Like we, you know, we we could probably get rid. You know, close this down. Maybe make them believe something better. What do you believe? 
Well, I just I just believe in being a good person is, is about all I believe in. Um, well, there, there you go, James. We're going to go in there. We're going to give him an option to believe in being a good person over this dark being. And if it goes south, they'll know you punched him. All right, Doug, uh, out of, out of, I mean, away from, I mean, out of character talk. Sure. I know we got this, this uh, lead from the madam, but I can't remember what exactly, what exactly, how we got, or what it's in relation to. Sure. Um, so she had told you that uh, this was a den of thieves that had roughed up some of the folks she had sent over there, um, some of her employees and that uh, she thought that might be a, a good place to check out for these strange goings on, these people who had harmed her her girl that night um, because she had recently told them that they wouldn't be getting any more of uh, her girls or her guys going to see her, uh, see them. Gotcha. Um, and she sort of intimated that if a clearer message were sent, she might be happy about that. Uh, she would be happy about that and might be, uh, might demonstrate her appreciation. Gotcha. Okay. So James reconciles kind of everything Sawyer's been saying, everything that Ignacia has been saying, everything that the madam said, and gets more on board that that these people may be just bad people, and you know he wants it. He wants just everybody to be safe in general. He doesn't wish ill will on anybody. So he's kind of resigned himself, come to terms with that. This seems like a good thing to to at least look into. So James is ready to go. Well, all right, so I'm glad we're all ready, uh, but I'm going to be honest with everybody. I don't know where we're going. So he, he, Sawyer basically admits that he had no idea where this place is that, that everybody's been talking about. He just he remembered where to meet you guys. Oh, well, Parkland Street is over points off in the direction, just, just a little ways over that way, Parkman Street. All right, so Sawyer takes off his hat, sort of bows, bow, or sorry, tips his hat, bows a little bit so that uh, everybody can walk past, sort of like a well, ushering everybody towards this, this adventure. Yeah, and so also having you lead because he wasn't paying attention. What time did you all meet up? So we went to bed around, I think, what, 3.30 is probably a safe bet. Everybody probably was snoozing. Four, four, four. Probably meeting up around two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, so James will, I mean, James will walk on by and I guess kind of lead the way. He knows where this place is. He's from Boston or he, he's lived in Boston a good long time at least. So he'll start heading that way. He'll lead. Once, Sawyer's going to hang back a little bit. Sorry, somebody else uh, talking. Uh, once we're about maybe a block away from the place that Madame Marie uh, pointed out to us, uh, I wanted to stop everyone and ask, uh, out of our, our fightiest people is there anyone who would appreciate a bit of a, a boost? I know a little bit of a, uh, a, a, I think it's, you know, a psychological trick to uh, help with, 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 with things that require physical strength. Ignacia just quirks her brow at you, like, <laughs> <laughs> like, where did you pick this up? You know, it's just in, in, I study different things, uh, including, um, well, you know, when I, I when I try to debunk certain people, often a lot of that falls under hypnosis, and there's some things that tend to work with you. You can convince someone 
effectively that they are stronger than they really are and then it makes it as if they really are that you convince them and then they can perform these feats um it's nothing you know more unusual than that well all of y'all seem to be thinking we're about to get into a scrap here uh just by the way you've all been talking so i guess if you have anything that will that will help out that uh, i wouldn't be opposed to it as your friendly GM out of character, Sawyer, do you, uh, did you share with them the suggestion about timing that uh, that you received? Was it by midnight? Uh, it was at nightfall. Oh, at nightfall. Oh, I, I didn't. I didn't tell them because I figured we'd be there for sure. But since I, since it's nightfall, um, yeah, yeah, I'll I'll tell them that. Actually, you know what? Can we do this? Can we say that while we're walking? Because I wanted to try to grab Ignacia's attention and have a brief moment with her but while while we're all heading towards the place. And okay. I think I can un- unveil it there uh, as part of that. Okay, great. But I, I, I also want to see if uh, if um, Agnes can make uh, James quack like a duck. So. <laughs> <laughs> this might be a retcon because if if it, so if Agnes asks that when we get close to there, then this would be the on the way over. Sure, sounds good. So so uh, the main reason that Sawyer wanted to talk to Ignacio is just real brief. Real brief. He just wants to make sure that she knows that he isn't the same that he was when they met. He did make life changes. Uh, this is the first time since those changes that he's uh, been forced back into any type of of like of this life. Um, and then he also reveals like he taps the ring on his finger and he said that he even he even found love short-lived as it was so he yeah he so that's like the the main impression he wants to make on ignacia like while they're walking well she has questions like short-lived why why short-lived um how much time do we have on the walk uh the walk is probably let's see here the walk's probably 20 minutes, half hour. Okay, cool. Okay, so it's not like we're, we're I'm rushing through it. So so right. basically Ag- Agnes and, and we'll say Agnes and James are a little, few paces ahead and I, I kind of sag back a little bit while while um, while she, while she we're talking so that Ignacia and I can be just out of earshot. But um, okay, so what, what questions? Oh, why, what happened? Why is it so short-lived? Well, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't planned and uh, my, my my style of my style of life at the time, as you know, was quite dangerous and running running. What was it, Hellhound? Hold on, I have to. I think so. We're gonna say Hellhound. Wait, Hell. Uh, Hollers Hellions. Hell. Holler, yeah, Holler. Holler. Sorry, not Hellhound. Holler. So you know, r- running with with Holler's crew, you, there's no there's no just way out. Yeah, you know, they. They they kill you if you try to leave that. But uh, I'm, I met I met someone, and it was unexpected, and they showed me a different way. It was good, but I was living a life that was bad. There were bad people around, and they killed him. My my condolences on that. And she like reaches out and just puts an arm on uh, hand on his arm. 
he's he's tapping the ring kind of almost like uh impulsively right now on on the the handle of his pistol I fell you know, into this a- is with her passive perception of 17 so <laughs> nothing escapes her eyes nothing escapes her <laughs> um yeah so so Sawyer Sawyer tapping the he kind of goes into a you know introspective moment but then says uh he says um I went into a darker place than I thought existed, thinking that that would be the only way out. And uh, I was pulled back and given a new purpose. And so that's what I'm doing now. And it, you know, I don't have to kill and I don't have to steal, but uh, I'm still still living with quite a bit of a quite a bit of a hole. In time, that will be healed. I know that, but in the process, it's always the worst, and I understand. Well, thank you. And I, I just wanted you to know that just because we're in a dangerous situation here, this isn't this isn't the life that I sought out at the moment. I know. But anything goes wrong, I'm going to protect you guys. Oh, also, this business arrangement I'm in right now is with a woman who seems to know this cult, and she said that we need to stop them by midnight or by nightfall, uh, or something bad's going to happen. Oh, okay. Well, um... Sorry, sorry to drop that on you. I, I just, I, f- I figured you would understand, you know, kind of what, what to do with that. Uh. Um, well, let's see what we're up against and see how we can handle it. He nods his head. And she just pats him on the arm, and um, she uh, casts guidance on him. Okay, what does that do? It is a uh, cantrip that. Uh, let me just pull it up here real quick. Uh, basically, uh, touch one willing creature once before the spell ends. Oh, it only lasts for a minute. God damn it! I should have done it later, but oh well. But anyways, in that, the target can roll a d4 and add the number roll to one ability check of its choice. Okay. Uh, it could, but it it doesn't matter now because it's gonna be more than a minute before we get there, so it's gonna just fade off anyways. Well, the good thing about cantrips is that you can do, you know, you can pop off as many as you want, right? So yeah. Um. So yeah. So Finn, as she pats you on the shoulder, uh, you feel this sudden surge, like all of your um, everything about you is sort of heightened, and you feel this something that you only, you assume must come from the release of actually sharing your story with someone and uh, not just keeping it in and holding it to yourself. Interesting. He hasn't done it before, so he's, uh, he's in, he's, he's, he feel he feels good in this moment, but then the realization hits him that they're about to walk into bad and every time something good walks into his life, it dies. So he's, uh, he's going to be extra cautious. He starts okay. looking around. Okay. Um, <laughs> at two p.m. in the afternoon. Great. So, uh, so just for timing purposes, let's say that's right as you're getting up there. Um, give me a perception check to uh, see what's going on at the at this social club. Who me? Uh, everybody. Yeah. And then but, uh, did did uh, did James get his uh, his buff? Well, that's you get his buff, right? Oh, I get this one, but the I'm sorry, the um, Agnes was gonna was gonna. Oh yeah. Give a, a muscle thing to the muscle guy. <laughs> well, let's say let's say she holds off on that just for helping you guys also preserve for perception. Stuff. I rolled <laughs> I rolled a robust one. 
a robust one. Uh, for for role playing purposes, what day of the week is this? Uh, this is a Friday. Okay. So James is just walking around, a little little miffed that he could have been working today, but <laughs> but just not. <laughs> I got a ten. Nice. I've got a sixteen. Okay. I hope that I hope that there's some sort of perk that I get from that uh, gesture that Ignacia extended to me because I rolled a natural one. Okay. Oh, uh, it was just a, if you wanted to use it, there's a D, you can add a D four to that. Like a D4 I don't know if that's going to be enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, my perception. Wait, my perception is a three plus three. So yeah, wait. I get. I have a four. And then another one. Okay. <laughs> so, um, Sawyer, <laughs> Sawyer uh, you look around and you're so uh, distracted by this, this thought about loss and how uh, you finally found someone uh, who, you know, you're fond of and who you know from your past that uh, you just sort of look around and are surprised that you're already at the address that you're supposed to to be at, but you're not entirely sure uh, where the social club is because you're sort of like pulled out of this this thought. Ignacia, you notice that there's a sign in front of this um, that says the, uh, it's just a small, very simple sign that says the Free Hill Bonafides, a private social club. James, you notice a little bit more. You notice that um, this is not a normal location for social clubs. You've seen a lot of Boston, um, and this is a strange place for there to be a club. You also notice that the uh, the location is going to great lengths to be as nondescript as possible. Agnes, you think you're probably on a street, but you're not sure. <laughs> I think you're so caught up with like the theory of... Uh you know, psychosis and like hypnosis that you've completely forgot what you're doing and where you're walking. <laughs> That's my guess. I'm busy rolling my eyes at the idea of possession. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, oh, James, one other thing you notice is that the, the door has no window, no way to see inside. It's just, uh, it's a door. And even from there, you have pretty good eyes. You're able to see that there's not a peephole, there's not a small window, there's not a sliding thing that would go across. Um, it's simply a, a flat door. So as we get closer, James, you know, it's like, this isn't much like any of the other social clubs here. In, well, at least that I've seen here in Boston. Just, it doesn't look the same. It's, it, I mean, it really, it looks, I mean, on the door, for example, there's no way to see, there's no, slide or people to see who's coming in. It looks almost as if it's not welcoming, which is very, very unlike a social club. Yeah, do, you, do you think we should probably scout it out first and like try to see if there's other entrances in maybe, or, or do we just want to try the front door? I mean, if it's a social club, I, I would think we could... Well, it's also a ring of thieves, so... I don't know if knocking on the front door would be our best approach or if we, I mean, we'd probably just get turned away if we knocked. Well, with social clubs, usually isn't the door usually open? I don't, I mean, I don't really know, but that sounds like what 
it would I mean, be an open-door policy, maybe? I would, I, at, the, at the very least, they would have something they could check and talk, you know, see who's come to the door and talk to it. I mean, most of them, there's a person stationed outside to, to talk to people as they come up. Uh, this one is very closed off, though, so that that's a little strange for a social club. Since there's no peepholes or anything, I, I look at them like, I want to try something real quick. And I'm going to walk over to the door and just test the handle to see if it's, like, locked. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Okay. But we wouldn't have known if you didn't try. <laughs> <laughs> of course not. <laughs> we could pretend to be a hopeful prospective members. Yeah, I'm yeah, thinking exactly. we just knock. I mean, worst case scenario, they're going to turn us away. Well, right. I, I would definitely buy James being a prospective member before I bought Agnes being a prospective member of this cult. I mean, I think that saying, hello, I would like to worship evil incarnate, please. Would <laughs> James is going to knock and say, I, I do have a moment to talk about your Lord and Savior, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Your, your dark Lord and Savior. <laughs> All right, so... Uh, so James is going to go up. Are the rest of you going to get out of sight? Are you going to stay in sight? Are you going to go with him? What's the what's the plan? I think Ignacy's going to go with him just because she wants to scout it out the inside or at least try to. Okay. Well, my, my only concern, having recently been split off from you you all, is that I, I how do we know if there's going to be some sort of trouble? You'll hear me screaming. Like a bird. A bird call screaming. <laughs> I, that was what I was getting at, is have you been working on your bird call? You've had many, many hours between then and now. I mean, James still can't whistle. Didn't didn't pick that up overnight. James's next feat is going to be whistling. <laughs> it's a custom feat for Red Dead. That's right. <laughs> um, okay, so if there's if there's screaming, then we go in, is, is what I'm I'm going to reckon you'll know if we need help. Agnes, are you okay with this? I you want to go in with them? Should we all go in? This. I, I don't know. I Because what are we going to do if if we get locked out, for instance, if they lock the door behind them? I mean, I'm sure you're proficient in uh, locky things. Well, maybe if there, there might be a back entrance that you may be able to find. If y'all want to go ahead and look for that. I, I think that... Yes, I'm a fan of the back entrance. I would still like to give somebody a little bit of a a boost if you're actually going to be... Um, it doesn't have to be a strength-related thing. If, if somebody feels like they would like to, uh, for instance, be more graceful or um, more charming or whatnot. I, I, I've... I've it's... studied hypnosis for all these things. So there's this moment of uh, the camera... Focuses in on James's face, which is really hard, kind of battered, you know, from, from years of hard work and sun on it. And uh, he 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 looks a moment. He says, "I reckon I could be more charming." I can help you. Like it's just out of character. It's like a like a life coach. <laughs> All right, we could we could hold off on spells. Yeah. All right, so are we are we going around back, and they're going in the front. That sounds sounds good to me. All right. So as as uh, as we walk past each other, going towards the te- each team's respective you know starting point, uh, Sawyer's gonna 
do a fake elbow jab towards James in a in a very like friendly way, sort of like a you know take 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 it easy, this you know be safe. And then he puts a, a like a steady hand on Ignacia's arm and just sort of like nods his nods his head. She nods back and smiles, and she looks at Agnes. She's like, "Be good." <laughs> I'm always good. <laughs> So once they've made their way around the side of the building or whatever, James brings his big meaty bricklaying hand up and hits the door three times. Knocks. He doesn't. He doesn't punch it. He hits the door three times and it falls He knocks. He knocks on the door three, three, three nice loud knocks. And as he does that, she puts a hand on the back of his back and it's like, "We have this. Don't worry." And she's gonna cast guidance on him. Okay. <laughs> so you add a D4 to whatever comes up in the next minute. Okay. okay. Um, so if you're knocking on the door, uh, James, give me a deception check. All right. That is a nat 20 on the roll. <laughs> Bastard. You don't need to add the D4 if you don't want to. You can just save it for now. <laughs> I'll save it for what happens in the next 55 seconds. All right. <laughs> So uh, from behind the door, you hear uh, a man's voice call, sort of uh, apologetically. Sorry, sir, the the secret knock, please. Well, James looks over, looks over at Ignacia, and shrugs his shoulders, and uh, I guess gives a good old shave and a haircut. Shave and a haircut. <laughs> So that you give it a it's little like the skeleton key of secret knocks. Yeah, yeah. It's the 1890s. People would probably use that. That that you know the the jig is not up on that one yet. I'd say. Uh, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe elsewhere, but not here. Um, <laughs> oh, I didn't think so. That net twenty is going to carry you a little farther, um, and you hear the voice from inside say, uh, "Very, very funny, um, but you you know the rules." No, I'm I'm sorry. We're we're really new, so we haven't gotten it down quite yet. Uh there's silence from the other side of the door. Hmm. I might have messed this up. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll just. I mean, I'll tell you there was there was no way you were getting in without the secret knock. Oh, okay. Oh. So so don't worry about that. Okay. <laughs> um. Cool. So, so from so since you did get that nat twenty on on deception, um, he says uh, the voice from the other side says, uh, "Well, I'm very sorry, but you'll have to wait for another member to let you in then." Oh, okay. Thank you. And he says, "Good day." He says, "And I don't think the meeting's supposed to start until a good bit later, but uh, see, see you then." Well, we were we were told the meeting was was at uh, the top of the hour. Now, the top of the now hour. <laughs> the now hour, if you will. <laughs> um, there's continued silence from the other side of the door. So, what what time later is the meeting? Just, just silence. All right. Well, it, I, think I just we've basically struck out like, here. see, this is what happens when you get initiated into things and they just don't want to tell you anything and they're trying to haze you. <laughs> <laughs> and she just sighs. <laughs> you know, I, t- I told my friends, y'all were probably good people in here. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> we we retreat from the front door. Okay. All right. So uh, round back, um, you find where the, the back door would be 
um, but it's covered completely with a, uh, a door sized metal plate that seems to have been um, permanently affixed to the door, completely covering it. If there were fire codes back then, this would be uh, something you could call the fire department about, but there weren't. They were just super into poor people dying in factories. So um, yeah, nothing doing on uh, on this door unless you can transmute metal or something. I should have gone around back. I'm actually good for identifying <laughs> weak spots and things. I'm just being useless up front. <laughs> so <laughs> Sawyer taps on it three times with his knuckle and looks back at Agnes and says, you think they had any better luck getting in the front? One can only hope because it doesn't look like we're getting in through the back. Are there any, um, I know this is a question I asked earlier, but are there any entrances back here like those those storm cellar type flip, you know, you flip open the big old flaps and climb in? Yeah, I'm, I'm, in I'm in Southern California, so I have no idea what they look like other than the movies. Sure. Uh, there are not. Um, those those kind of Bilco doors, I think, are more recent and um, have to do, again, with, like, fire code. You have to have an egress from every floor kind of thing. Are there windows? Uh, no, which is an anomaly. It's the Disney's Haunted Mansion. Yeah, you can tell that there were windows at one point, but they've been covered over. They've been actually bricked over. Only we knew somebody that knew something about bricks. Are they bricked well? <laughs> Did you yeah, I mean, them? It, look, it looks like it looks Did like rich people brick them. It looks like rich people paid to have this bricked over nicely. Is this building familiar to James as a strange job he once did of bricking up windows? You know, uh, screw it. Give me a D twenty. <laughs> <laughs> That's an eight. Nope, it is not familiar. No, nope, never worked on this side of town. <laughs> So, so do you think uh, that that we would be heading around back, or? Uh, so I got a question: Is the building like attached on the sides to other buildings, like a big row of buildings, or is it like does it have some alley space between it? This one actually has some alley space between it. There's no windows on the sides either. Uh, so as the two of you start looking, you see that there were, but they've been bricked over. Okay. Um, James, that's immediately obvious to you. Um, you can tell that they paid somebody of. You know, reasonable skill, not quite yours, but pretty good. Uh, to fair these fair critiquing is happening. Yep. Is it As a one-story or a two-story? or? Uh, one-story. And how tall is it? Like. Uh, about 15 feet high. Okay, so I can't get hoisted up to the roof. <laughs> <laughs> no. oh, yeah, I, are we rejoining each other? Agnes, I think we, should we should we go around back 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 around to the front? Yeah, I don't think we're gonna have much luck here. You see Ignacia staring at the ceiling, trying or the roof of the the building, trying to do the math of like if she's able to be hoisted up there or not, and she's just like, maybe. Well, so first the four of you do the comical like one walks down one alley to get the other one. You do that for like <laughs> for a little while. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ignacia is looking for the one place in the building where the roof is just a little bit lower. Uh, so so I'm, I may have a, a way we can get in, uh, but once in, it's not going to be on friendly terms. And I mean, I'm not talking about, you know, guns blazing. He says that as like a joke, thinking it'd be funny, but since you all don't really know if he's serious about guns. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was off, out of place. But 
we, we could we could get in using our words. We tried already. It did not work out. I was. I, I feel like I was quite convincing, and uh, they said that that you can't get in without a member, and the meeting is not until later. All right. So I'm debating whether or not to abandon a really cool idea I had for for something for later <laughs> to get in now. Should we try to get in now, or do you want to case the place and wait till uh, uh, other members come up and see if we can deduce what the secret knock is? Uh, Ignacia and James, give me a wisdom check real quick. Uh, just a 10 for me. Uh, that is a 9, because I rolled a terrible. Okay. Um, then never mind. <laughs> One thing we could do is hide around the corner and wait for a member to show up and listen for this secret knock of theirs and try to copy it. But that might not be until it's already too late. This is true. Hmm. James is definitely thinking wait for a member. He He doesn't have any other solution to this problem other than waiting for a member and either getting them to let us in or listening in on them and then letting ourselves in. But he, he, in his mind, the only way we're getting in is with a member of the whatever, the cult. All right. And that is now like three, four yeah, o'clock. It's about, about three o'clock. So it won't be for a couple more hours before like anybody shows up. Uh, yeah, you have some hours of, of daylight, but uh, we can, if you want, obviously just fast forward through that. Uh, the two of you or the four of you can hang out for a little while nearby or, I mean, whatever you want to do. I mean, yeah. If we want to wait for at least one person to go up and see if we can hear the knock, um, do you want to do? Is that what everybody wanted to do? That's the only thing we can do, unless we have something else to do in the meantime. Or is this like the only thing we're focusing on today? Well, I I think Sawyer's definitely fixated on this because he has a he he needs to do this by nightfall. Mm-hmm. He was he was it was specifically asked of him, so he's he's going to see this through. And so if it starts to get a little bit like we're not going to be able to get in without force, then he's going to use force. Mm-hmm. Okay. I say we give it maybe a couple hours and then if nobody shows up by then, then we use force? Yeah. Sounds, sounds good. So Sawyer's going to position himself on the end, the, the corner of the building in a very inconspicuous way, smoking a cigarette um, and, and like waiting. And when people come, he's going he's gonna to do something specific. If somebody comes to knocks on that door. Okay, great. Um, so you uh, you wait a little bit, and um, a few hours later, uh, someone does indeed come and uh, walks right past you, apparently without noticing you at all. Someone walks past me who's approaching that door. Yes. So I'm gonna I'm gonna walk past them. Mm-hmm faster than them, and I'm going to need to use sleight of hand because I'm going to do something. Okay. Uh, so sleight of hand contested against their perception. Okay. 18 plus 5. Yeah, that's that's pretty good. That would have uh, been, been a terrible time to get the one I got earlier. <laughs> you, are, you are successful. Okay. Um, do I have to reveal what I did? I'm not as a GM, I'm not going to try to screw you over by being like, oh, and they suddenly don't, you know, do this thing that they obviously would have done. I plant something on him, and I walk past. Okay. 
And then I go to the other end of the building and I stand there and try to listen. As I'm walking, I'm trying to listen to the sound of the knock, but everybody else is probably going to have a better, a better, you know, ear for that than me. Okay. Everybody give me a perception check. Um, I wrote an 18 plus two. Okay. Seven. Okay. 27. Okay. <laughs> I got a 20 on a die. <laughs> I, I gave myself disadvantage because I was doing other things while it was probably happening, and I got a two. So okay. No. Um, <laughs> so James, you hear the knock, uh, which is uh, Ignacia. You hear the knock, and just the universe. You hear the entire universe all at once. Um, uh, somewhere in Cambodia, a butterfly flapped its wings. Um, and uh, it's like a Doctor Strange moment, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, so uh, the two of you are now aware, and the the door swings open. The person quickly steps inside, and the door is immediately closed behind them. Well, let's go get in that door. Okay, let's do it. All right. We go up. Uh, one of us replicates the knock. Well, what was it again? It was a <clears throat> like something like that. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Quick retcon. Uh, there were two people there together. One gave the knock, and one uh, one was just with them. They're still out there. No, no, no. They're inside. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. okay. So we'll go up and uh, I think because Ignacia heard the knock, she'll she'll knock it on the door, give the secret knock. Okay, great. Um, so I assume you take a like a little bit of time to to group up together. Yeah, because I assume you're not all like standing in a cluster of four. Anything else that anybody wants to do before you go into the door? Hinted. Oh, uh, this is this will be the time to cast my non. Spell just you know hypnosis suggestion. Sure. Um, <laughs> so I'm giving this to James. So I'm gonna do out of character. It's enhancing ability in character hypnosis. Um, and I'll do that for strength if that's cool with you. Yep. And that will give you advantage on strength checks. Oh, also your carrying capacity doubles. So if you want to loot the place while we're at it. <laughs> or <laughs> I need to take anybody out of here. Uh, and this is going to last, this concentration is going to last up to an hour. Um, what it looks like is that I just, I look you in the eye. Uh, I have, you know, a little, not a pocket watch so much as like a little makeshift pendulum that's much smaller. Uh, and I just tell you, you're so strong. <laughs> You're so strong that you could tear a bull limb from limb right now if you wanted to, James. J James suddenly hopes there's a bull behind this door. I'm a professional. <laughs> now James feels good about it. He's 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 imagining scenarios where he's come up against bulls uh, in an alleyway, on the bus, just everywhere, and dealt with them accordingly. He is well suited for a fight with a minotaur, whether he knows what one is or not. Cool. Uh, all right. So, uh, so that takes a, takes a few minutes. Um, and uh, so you walk up to the door, Ignacia, you give the knock on the door. 
and the door swings open quickly and you see a man in a butler's uniform who's surprised to see all four of you. Uh, and he says, you're- Wait, are all four of us coming? I thought it was just the two, James and myself. Oh, is it just the two of you going up? Uh, that's why I assumed, <laughs> I didn't realize. Oh, that's fine, that's fine. Sorry, I thought you were all gonna try to, to rush in. I'll, I'll go in. Unless, unless for some, there's because there's no way that we can go in the back way this time, right? Well, yeah. if, I mean, if anything, y'all can come in afterwards. So it's just like a clump of two right. at a time. Yeah. So you and Agnes come next because y'all probably heard us knocking. Mm. Okay. So we're not like rushing like all four of us. Okay. Um. So, uh, so the two of you get there, give the secret knock, the door swings open. And the man in a butler's uniform looks at the two of you and says, you're not members. And he starts uh, rushing towards the other end of the corridor. Uh, we're, we're new. Did they not give you the memo? Uh, give, me a, <laughs> give me a quick perception check. Oh, That's 10. 10, okay. And uh, James is Perception you, right? or persuasion? Perception. Okay. You're with her as well? Yes. All right. Give uh, a roll as well. Yeah, perception check. Eight, uh, ten total. Okay. So you just see him rushing towards the other end of the hallway. He's just like leaving the door wide open and just running. Yeah. Uh, yes. Okay. I still don't think James really knows what all to make of this, so he's just going to walk on in. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look back at the two of them and be like. All right, we we go we go in too. Yeah, he kind of I mean, just like waves them in because she's like, I don't know what happened. I don't want to go by myself with James. Okay, uh, as he gets to the other end of this corridor, uh, he grabs a string that's on a bell and he starts frantically ringing it. Oh shit! Oh shit! And uh, that's where we're gonna leave it. <laughs> <laughs> Red Death is Morgan Nuncio as Ignacia, Cleo Yunsu Davis as Agnes, Tim Devine as Finn Sawyer, Kent Blue as James, and Doug Lewandowski as our Game Master. Rotoplay Podcast is edited, produced, and hosted by Kent Blue.